You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the 100th SFF podcast. It's been 100 episodes so far, so I'm sure you know who I am, and I'm sure you also know who I'm joined by. Hello, guys. All right, Steve. All right, evening. <laughs> Good All right, how you doing? The party poppers, I couldn't get any, because uh, Green Brigade's got a lot of them. <laughs> I was going to get the wee uh, party hats, and you know the wee... But I wasn't Aye. really sure where to, what they're called. I didn't know how to Google them. I don't know either. Are they they're like wee um, party blowers or something? Aye, and well, obviously nobody else can see this, but I did actually make a, a motion with my hand. <laughs> what you, what happens when you go? Do you think it uncurls? Yes. See again, you can't Google that hand action, so I don't know. Don't know how you Google that. Let's not Aye. Google any hand actions. <laughs> it's a hundredth SFF podcast. That's a hundred episodes of me doing a boring introduction. And sounding boring throughout. No, it's only 97, because I've done one, Laurie's done one, and Greg's done one. Oh, in fact, you're right. Ah, stand corrected. There you you're go. right. Yep. Right, on this podcast, we're going to go for the, the usual Premiership Roundup from Chris. Chris reminded me, just immediately prior to coming on, that the League Cup was last week. It seems so long ago, because it's a, obviously a Wednesday night. Can't forget about League Cup, because I'm sure there's a game in there that we'll want to discuss the lower leagues, of course, going to come up. I was at a Rangers game at the weekend, so I'll mention that. And then we had the Champions League last night, Celtic against Barcelona. We've got a charity bet, our Premiership predictions, and then I'll mention a wee couple of bits and bobs about the 100th podcast. Just to, just some reminiscing at the end. So Chris, the League Cup, you reminded me about that because I'd totally mm-hmm. forgotten, but... How could I forget? Because there was obviously a, a standout result in there, a shock. Yeah, so Aberdeen know. scored five times. I mean, who'd have thought that was going to happen? At Falkirk as well. That was, that was not bad on the telly. I think the TV audience got their money's worth of that one. Yep. Scott Vernon hat trick. Yeah, you didn't have. Well done. That's good. Any other games there worth worth talking about, Chris? Uh, well, Mullow beat Livingston. So Greg's happy with that. It was, a, it was a struggle, but we got there in the end. Aye. Did they get a man Rangers sent Rangers off? Rangers weren't in it, so... Yes, Livingston had a man sent off for... I don't know. I've, I've, yet, to, I've yet to see it again on the, on the telly. It was up the other end of the park, so it was hard to tell, but... Uh, yep, straight red card. Uh, and it's just as well, to be honest, because we were kind of struggling at that point. Uh, Livingston looked pretty good. So, with the man sent off, we managed to see the victory out but it was less than convincing. Just looking at the other scores, can't forget Hearts 3, Queen of South 3, and then 1 and 4, 2 in penalties, because that's the second round in a row Hearts have gone through in penalties. That was uh, entertaining on the radio once again. I was watching it on, well, I say watching it on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you call that, but keeping up to date via Twitter. Yes, yes. Uh, well, you, we did say Aberdeen 5 0 was maybe the, 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 the game to pick, but Hibs 5 strand R3. That's quite a high scoring game. Aye, especially uh, the way the scoreline was going as well. I know. And obviously that's of relevance because the draw's been made and Hearts and Hibs have been drawn together. Nice wee Edinburgh Derby for the, the quarter final. 
And of course, everybody, well, I suppose I better start dancing around that. Everybody thinks he can win it because Celtic lost to Morton. <laughs> yep, I was watching the, the highlights and Morton Humpties. It was, the highlights were all Morton from what I've seen. It was, uh, it was embarrassing stuff. They, they were dominating. It was almost like they were just passing the ball around the edge of your box, peppering the, the goal with shots. And I think they had something like 27 corners against year two. Something, something <laughs> like that. Or possibly the other way around. It, it could have been the other way around. It could have been. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, to be fair, about 25 of those corners were Charlie Mulgrew putting it in and a Morton player clearing it. It was getting kind of repetitive by the end. Uh, I think the other two were uh, Nier Baton and Virgil van Dijk's clapping headers wide. So, uh, I Celtic failed to score against Morton. And Morton took their... Sorry. Morton took their chance. I mean, they, they got up the park. F.A. Ambrose slid in like an Egypt and missed the ball entirely, uh, only to then accidentally handle it. And because he was uh, just inside the box, penalty was given and the penalty was blasted in the middle by Dougie Emery. That was, of course, the extra time as well. So I sat there for 120 minutes and could have cried. Didn't, but could have. It was, oh, was just depressing. We were rotted. It's a Luska. Did he not get a chance near the end? The, the goalkeeper. Aye. He went up for a corner at the end. I'm not I sure thought I'd seen it. him get a connection on it. It was just the highlights I've seen on the news. Yeah. Uh, there was, was it Mulgrew hit the, the post at one point and towards the end and Lustig, I think, put one in the side netting. And it, that, that it meant that Neil Lennon came out after the game and said, ah, it was just one of those things and we were a bit unlucky. And I'm thinking, aye, in the last 15 minutes, the other 105 minutes we were rotten. <laughs> and I think that's what you should be concentrating on rather than, oh, we were unlucky. Looked like a good uh, away support from Morton, though, for what I saw in the, the pictures. Absolutely cracking. Uh, they were they were a bit closer to where I usually sat, which was unusual because usually the away fans are in the, right in the corner. Mm-hmm. But they were they were right up next to us. It was almost where the, the Rangers fans used to get up to. So, uh, well, I say almost where the Rangers fans used to get up to because there was a couple of Rangers fans and the Morton fans. As soon as I get found out, the Morton fans turned down and said, you're not welcome here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, first point of them for that. Aye, but it was uh, it wasn't a great day for Celtic. It was a fantastic day for Morton. They've been awarded with a, a home tie against St Johnson in the next round. So good luck to them. Aye, it's good as well. It's, it's good to look on and see the the romance of the cup. It's a cliche, I know, but it's it's good to see smaller teams being successful and it opens it wide wide open Aye. now, especially with the the two Edinburgh sides facing each other. Aye. Aye, I, I couldn't call this, and I think the bookies are the same from what I've seen with the, the odds. They're all all pretty high odds, the, the teams that are left. I think oh. when I looked, I think when I looked Inverness were, were the uh, were the favourites, and then it was us in Aberdeen. After that, you were getting something like 4-1 Inverness, 5-1 in Aberdeen. And it's a good shoot. I mean, it's, it's hard to argue anything else, because Inverness are at home at United, so they have a good chance at home. One of Hibs and Hearts is going to take each other out. Motherwell and Aberdeen's the other tie, so you'd imagine Aberdeen are pretty much Motherwell's cup bogey team at times. So Aberdeen will fancy their chances in that. So you're, I mean, I'm looking at that thinking it's one of Inverness and Aberdeen. St Johnson are all right, and they've, they've probably got the easy tie against Morton in theory. Uh, but even that's away from home, so they're going to need to go to Capo to get there. So that's, yeah. that's it. Couldn't I don't think you could have picked a better draw for yeah. the excitement. Yeah, you see the BBC has moved the the Hibs Hearts to a seven o'clock kickoff. Yeah, 
it, it's almost disappointing that they've taken the easy option and went, ah, oh, give us the Edmund Darby to show. Because I think I'd rather watch Inverness Dundee United because Hibs Hearts games have been rotten recently. Yeah. But yeah. to be fair, it was never going to be anything else. As soon as there's an Edmund Darby in there, that's the one the TV's going to want. That's the one that'll draw in the audience. But I think for quality of football, you'd be better off Inverness Dundee United. Yeah, it's a shame they can't have both. Because they're on different nights. Exactly, the Denver games are Tuesday night, the other three are the Wednesday night. I'll cover it on my phone if you want. I don't know if I can get a live stream on the go, but I could I could record it on my phone and put it on YouTube afterwards. Are you going to go to Inverness? Uh, no, no, I was touting for business there if they want to pay me to do it. Alright, that's a lot of fun. Live streaming. Aye, so that's it for the League Cup then. Aye. I think it makes it easy where the final should be there. You just put yourself to the park, it's a bigger stadium. You surely, you surely, surely you would imagine that whoever gets to the final now is going to be able to take up about 30,000 tickets. Oh, well, more about 20,000 tickets once you factor in all the, the the corporates that will want to go to the game. Yeah, I'm not is sure that... what they're going to choose because they've got Celtic Park, so obviously the biggest one, but then they've also got Ibrox. I guess it's going to come down to finances. Who's going to charge the least to host it? What, what if it's an Aberdeen Inverness final? There's a good question. To be, in Glasgow. to be honest, where else would you move it? Because Inverness and Aberdeen, are, they might be far away from Glasgow, but they're hardly close by. There's, there's How about Tannadice? I know, but then you're turning people away, potentially. Aye, people won't get problem. tickets. Depends. Depends how many, how many Inverness, how many tickets Inverness might shift. I think they've made a mess of this, because see if they kept Hibs and Hearts apart and they two got to the final, you could have played at Murrayfield, they ball. Yeah. But aye, it's you, you imagine that the, the the biggest supports there are playing each other, Hibs and Hearts. So yeah, Dun, Dun United would have a, a sizable support if they made the final. Motherwell would have a sizable support because they seem to take half the town. Aberdeen would as well. So ideally, you're looking at an Aberdeen Dun United final, maybe Aberdeen one of Hibs and Hearts. I heard Doncaster talking about a sponsor for the cup, and he's he's not in any rush. He's he's quite happy to leave it despite the. The game's been played at the, the end of this month. He's quite happy. He's in no rush. We'll be surprised if we get a sponsor by the time the final comes around. That'd be nice. When's the final March? He's not that fussed about the sponsor at all. They could just, they could just sponsor itself. The Neil got Doncaster League Cup. <laughs> That's got a nice ring to it. Well, they'll just call it a Donkey Cup for sure. That's almost as if you've pre-prepared that, have you? No. Tell us the truth. No, on the fly. Right, well, I'll give you that then, since, it's, since you didn't pre-prepare. Right, the Premiership games at the weekend, Chris. Yep, yep. well, once again, we'll, we'll start with Celtic, because it was the first game of the, the weekend. They were visiting Kilmarnock, uh, and with the home fans protesting outside Dugby Park, it's not exactly a happy place at the moment, but they'd have been pleased with their start as they looked a better team, until Craig Sampson punched across straight out to Chris Commons, whose shot was into the ground but bounced into the net. Celtic then took control of the game, and within seven minutes were 3-0 up, thanks to two well-worked goals from Georges Samaras. The first being a, something of a, well, it's not really a volley, but it was a sweet strike nonetheless in the first attempt, and the second one was a nice one-two between him and Chris Commons. Come on, it looked dead and buried at this point, until Michael Gardine handled the ball, then tripped himself up to win a free kick, and then the free kick that was taken by uh, Sammy Klingen was curled into a, into a hole in the wall where Manuel Pascali had pushed Samaras out of the way. None of this was seen by the referees, so the goal stood. Uh, Sean Cossey then made it 3-2, as he somehow easily got past Emilio Azaguiri after playing a 1-2 with Klingen and curled the ball into the far corner. And that's all in just the first half. 
Celtic looked a bit more solid in the second half, though, and eventually Kilmarnock did concede a fourth goal to Samaras header with just two minutes remaining. Although, to be fair, he looked out as if he was leaning offside when the free kick came in, so another one the linesman missed. It was still time, though, for substitute Amido Baldi to get his first competitive goal for the club, despite probably picking the wrong option to go himself and not pass the Stokes, who was in a mile of space. But not to worry, because uh, he scored it, and that win sent Celtic top for the first time this season, while well, Lefkoe were still looking for their first win of the season. Moving on to the three o'clock games on Saturday, we'll start off at Tynecastle, and it was another week of mourning about referees. Uh, already feeling like Jamie Hamill, who's been harshly conceding penalties in recent weeks. This week it was a goal chalked off for, apparently, not a lot. On a half-hour mark, a long throw from Callum Patterson seemed to catch out Radislav Czerniak and his flap fell straight to Dylan McGowan who tapped into an empty net. And his heart celebrated the officials thought about it before awarding a free kick for the push that only Czerniak seemed to perceive. Uh, only Jason Holt was anywhere near him and he must have looked at the wrong way or something. His, con- his contact looked absolutely minimal at best. It should be noted that Dundee United had the ball in the net before this point because Nadir Chiefje had uh, finished well but in the build-up to it, David Goodwally had been penalised after a bit of a push in the box which looked uh, soft but at least there was a push. <laughs> and uh, Although there was talk that it may also have been a handball by Chiefje when he controlled it. So that, that goal didn't count either. Both sides had decent chances to win the game, but it did ultimately finish goalless, much to the annoyance of the home side, probably more than the away side. But the Hearts move up to minus seven, while United stay sixth on goal difference. Uh, up in Inverness, Celtic's 5-2 victory early on the day meant that Inverness would have to match the three-goal win to regain top spot. Uh, scoring an opening period the, the, at home to Hibernian certainly helped them get on their way, as well as Mackay capitalising the mixed up between Michael Nelson and Ben Williams. It was an absolute shocker. This game also always looked like it was going to go one way as Hibs dodgy defence struggled to cope with the attacking prowess of Inverness. On the hour mark, Richie Foran doubled the lead as he got to rebound first after Ben Greenhagg's header came off the bar. And two minutes later, Inverness had the three-goal lead that they needed as a thunderbolt from a guy got him his second of the game and moved back to the top of the pile. Hibernian, though, still managed to stay fifth. Uh, there's a wee bit of a gap opening up now between the, the top four and the rest. And mother were keeping up with the leaders thanks to a victory at home to Ross County. It didn't start that way though, as Melvin DeWeo gave the visitors the lead. Well, I say it was him, it was more Steve McManus's back heel. <laughs> he seems to score own goals a lot recently. Yeah. Uh, it was a, bit of, a, a wee bit of a deflection, shall we say, and it, it moved it from going into the left-hand corner into the right-hand corner. Uh, that lead lasted until 10 minutes after half-time when John Sutton headed home an equaliser. In 12 minutes, Sutton struck again, this time a nice run through defence. Uh, for Mother to take the lead for the first time. The points were made safe 30 minutes from time when Bob McHugh's powerful header finished in the back of the net for a 3-1 win and moved the Fur Park side back to within three of the leaders. Ross County remained ninth, still four points ahead of 10th place Kilmarnock. And the final game on Saturday saw St Johnson host Partick Thistle. It was the visitors who started brighter, though, and took the lead after just six minutes when Chris Dillon uh, capitalised on a slip by the St Johnson defence and then somehow managed to fire home from a very tight angle. And the lead lasted till almost half-time when Stephen McLean's low shot came through a pack of bodies which seemed to confuse Paul Gallagher and went underneath him and into the net. And that was a bit of a blow to Thistle, who had edged the first half and indeed St Johnson took control in the second half but couldn't find their way to the winner. So the two sides remained seventh and eighth with Thistle still just a point ahead of their hosts. And the Monday night game saw under pressure Danny Lennon's Murn host Aberdeen, but a more organised St Murn gave a good account of themselves, took the lead early in the second half when Stephen Thompson wriggled his way through a tight defence to stab home the opener. But St Murn thought they might get their first win of the season, they were denied through a Peter Paul equaliser, indeed Aberdeen could then have went on to win the match when substituting Neil McGinn seemed to get clear through, only to hit the post. So the game ended a tie, ruined by another charity bet and kept the eight-point gap between St Murray and Hearts. Aberdeen remained fourth, two points behind Motherwell. 
you know how I often put like a, a 50p bet on or a pound bet on and well, the Aberdeen game was coming up and I thought, right, we've got it in the charity bet. This has to come in. Yep. You know, I splashed out a tenner on Aberdeen. Oh, what? A <laughs> tenner down the drain. You know, it's annoying. I, I was sitting on Saturday thinking, I can only put Inverness on as well. Because mm-hmm. they thumped tubs. Yep. It, wasn't even, it wasn't even close that game. They just thumped tubs. Yep. Was that was my thinking as well. We got more money and then Aberdeen with the stuff screwed up. Yeah, it was, it was an Inverness as well. Wasn't it? It was because the Aberdeen Aye. was a gimme. I thought that Aye, this yeah. is easy money. That was it. We thought Celtic was an easy money. Aberdeen was easy money. Should we add Inverness? I quite no risk it. Hmm. I know. I know. Right. Well, we're going to have to be really careful about this charity. But I think we should go for a, another double this week. But we'll do Aye. it after our do. We do our predictions to see if we can see a trend coming up. And we don't have to stick to the Premiership games, but we'll see if there's a trend there. And we'll do that at the end of the podcast and we'll we'll then we'll also look at the, the first scorer because Hopkirk let us down badly because Annan I'm sure they scored five goals five yeah five, five, five. and he didn't score yep yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what this charity bet there's, there's like a hex or something there's a curse over this charity oh, bet that, that no. just is there's Aberdeen doing the unbelievable and, and, and not beating Smyrna and then this guy who's who's been banging the goals in, can they get amongst five against Queen's Park? Yeah. Jeez, oh. I, th- I think the, the, the plan is sticking with the, the thing we agree on and the, the predictions is probably a good bet because we were the inch, we're a couple of inches away from a 2-1 victory for Aberdeen there and went yeah. actually in the charity bet. So yeah. I think that, that's not far off. So I think if we stick to that, yeah. then... Yeah, we'll and maybe throw in, throw in Rangers at home. As well. <laughs> no, uh, no, 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 no. We've already agreed to throw Rangers right out. Uh, Rangers are not featuring the charity bet ever again. That was no. agreed weeks you, ago. <laughs> you just know the one week we put Rangers on Correct. is the one week they made a mess of it. Correct. Out. We don't put them on, they went 8-0. We, they put them on, they'll probably draw. But is that yours? Uh, we'll see. We'll definitely know this week anyway because they've got their away to air. So, no, no. Your home game if I was going to suggest it. Okay. I was uh, the Chersniak incident. It's starting to annoy me a bit about keepers. It's been going on for years, but they're, they're offered too much protection. If two two outfield players go up for a header and one can bounce off the other and still it's okay, as, as long as they've not been pushed, as long as it's just a, a basic coming together. But for some reason, keepers, they're given too much protection. It's, it's as if there's some kind of fragile flower that they just can't be hurt. I'm, I'm not having it at all. I'm not having the, the the keepers are given that kind of protection, and then also they're allowed to lift their knee up in the air as they jump mm-hmm. to protect themselves. Uh, it's just not right. Yeah, but I am. This one was ridiculous because who is gonna stand next to him? It's it's not even a push. It's just a a wave at him. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. Right, it's not as if keepers were getting injured. Maybe they were back in when Greg was young. Back when things were black and white, they didn't have goalie gloves. Ah, they didn't have gloves back in the days. Back when you could bundle them over a line and the goal oh, would Bob count. Bob Wilson. Yeah. Bob Wilson with no gloves on. Picking up back passes. That kind of Aye. Thing. That's the way the keepers... The thing that always gets me with keepers is when they're coming out to collect some sort of high ball and it's up in the air and it's a looping one and they gather into their arms. Every single time, their knee, their right knee, will be leading. Aye. And if it catches anybody... You're going to end up with your teeth knocked out. But if it catches accepted. anybody, it's a free kick. 
It's just accepted that it's all right. You're allowed to get away with that. And a number of times you've seen a keeper come out with that knee up. Ridiculous. The really so daft thing. Himself. He protects himself with his elbows when he jumps. And folk criticise him for that. <laughs> That's why we call him elbows. Yeah. <laughs> the really daft thing is because of the push earlier in the, the, the game, which itself, the one with a good volley, itself looked quite soft. And then referee blow that up. So, I mean, compared to the one with the keeper, it looks like he's assaulted him. It's ridiculous. It's just... I think he was just one of these referees that wanted to blow the whistle every time he could. Yeah. And I can understand where the Hearts fans are coming from because they're looking at the number of uh, penalties that Hamill conceded because the one that hit him on the face was ridiculous. The one against Celtic they felt hard done by, but we argued on here about that and, well, we debated on here about it. Debated, yep. We debated on here about that whether it was a penalty or not. So you could understand from the Hearts' perspective why they disagreed with that. They've looked at this one and thought there's nothing wrong with that goal. We've been denied another three points. I don't. I don't think the the penalty against was Inverness. Hamill get sent off against with it, for a hit in his face. I don't Inverness, think. That, yep, yep. I, I don't think that was going to change the game. I still think Celtic would have won the game uh, even without that penalty. That this one this weekend is the first time I've seen anything that's actually changed the result of the game. Yeah. I, there was a Pat Nevin or something was on sports scene at the weekend. He was saying, "Oh, I don't. I, I, I think that should have been a goal, but uh, I don't think Hearts deserve to win the game." And I'm thinking, "Why? They scored a perfect legitimate goal, and Dundee United didn't. Yeah. So surely, surely, if you score and the opposition don't, you deserve to win the game." I've got a message from Grumpy Old Man, and he's saying that the, the goalies only wore gloves in the winter to keep their hands warm, <laughs> and. That highlights something. I play football with a guy even in the middle of the summer and he wears gloves. Hey, Greg. Mm-hmm. Yep. And constantly sporting gloves. He's often sporting a woolly hat as well in the autumn. Right. I, I, I'm going to have to ask a question, though. Does he wear a short sleeve shirt? No. Good. Right. Because short sleeve shirts and gloves, you should be able to punch them. Well, well, I've got to admit that in the winter I often do that because, see, once you get running about, you get quite hot and that's when you need the short sleeve. But then before you're hot, you want to wear gloves to keep yourself warm when you're standing about prior to the game chatting, getting the banter. No, so no, I think no. they go well together. No, I have never worn no. a pair of gloves playing football, ever. Huh? Including being in goals. I don't put gloves on in goals either. Aye, that's because you didn't save any shots. Unnecessary, unnecessary, unnecessary evil. Not required. I think I wore gloves once because it was snow at the side of the pitch. <laughs> And, that's about, and I had a long sleeve jersey on that day. Oh, I wear gloves all the time in the winter. I wear them just for the first five, ten minutes and then take them off because hands get too sweaty. You'll be turning up Monday Daft Polo next soon. <laughs> Your neck warm if it's a wee bit chilly, son. You just wait, you just wait, Greg. It's getting to that time of year. <laughs> hey, Chris, you want to move on to the lower leagues? Oh, before I do it, I just want to point out something that grumpy old man's brought up. The Chris Commons, he opened the scoring for Celtic. His last 10 goals have been opening goals for Celtic. That's a good start. That's a, that's a start with Grumpy Old Man. That's an absolute belter. Yep, you could have stole it for your own there, Chris. Oh, no, no. no, no People listening would not have known. Credit where it's due. Right, we'll move on to the the SPL, SPFL war league <laughs> round-up. <laughs> it just trips You've not even been drinking. <sighs> it's, such, it's such a catchy title they've got for it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on to the lower league ground up you can edit that one. <laughs> oh no the magic button doesn't do things like that Chris. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, there you go that's it the magic button got mentioned in a 100th podcast sorted right okay we'll move on to the championship 
Hamilton lost for the first time this season thanks to a 1-0 defeat away to Allah. However, with the race Rovers and Falkirk drawing one each, that means the gap is down to only four points, not five. So they kind of get away with that loss. Dundee drew level with Falkirk on points thanks to a 3-1 win over Morton, who have slipped to the bottom of the championship now as obviously thumped Cowdenbeath 5-1 for their second win of the season. Another game, Queen of South lost 2-1 at home to Dumbarton. So there you go, Celtic lost to a team who then went bottom of the championship four days later. <laughs> That's our season yeah, done, though. That's them. Yeah. That's them chuffed. Yeah. Anyway, League One, uh, Rangers won again. 100% record after an 8-0 win at home. Ooh. It's third place, Stenhouse Muir. But Dunferman's 5-1 win over fourth place to Air United might be even more of an eye-opener because uh, Air United were fourth. So that was two big thumping wins for teams at the top of League One. Outside the top four, breaking the main fifth after a one-each draw at home to Stranar, while Arbroath joined them on nine points after a 3-0 win over now bottom-placed Forfer. That's because East Fife, who were bottom last week, are now seventh thanks to a 1-0 win over Airdrie. And finally, League 2, Eastern won one again. This time it was a 1-0 win at home to second-place Berwick, so that means they're now four points clear at the top. Third-place Montrose won 3-0 at Clyde, while fourth-place Annan Athletic had that 5-2 win away at Queen's Park. Unfortunately, as we said earlier, Hopkirk didn't score any of them. Like I won the first. Uh, Elgin City's 4 0 win over Stern and Albion moved them up to 8th and leaves Queen's Park 8 points behind at the bottom of the table. And the other game, Peter Head won 2 1 at Albion over to move above them into 5th. Uh, it's interesting about Queen's Park. We, we mentioned that at the, the start of the season, Greg and I, we, we both know uh, uh, Queen's Park season ticket holder, and he said that they were going to have a tough season ahead. And to be honest, it was easy for us to look on and say, mm, I don't know, East Stirling, they're always crap. <laughs> then, I don't know, he was right. Queen's Park are really languishing. Ah, uh, East Stirling are still up there, that's the thing. Four I points mean, clear. Uh, they're four points clear, and then if you look at second to ninth, there's two points between them. <laughs> it's, it's, that's, that's brilliant. If that was the way it was in the top tier, that would be brilliant. It's a I proper league. St. Mar- Marin two points behind Celtic. <laughs> that, was, yeah. that would be amazing. But yeah, aye. Aye, Queen's Park are getting a wee bit of draft. Uh, getting left behind by the, <laughs> the chasing uh, eight. <laughs> 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 a 10-team league, eight of them are chasing top. <laughs> so on Saturday, uh, it was my turn for the Rangers game. My turn on the season ticket. So I went along, had a, a cheeky beer and... Uh, a bit of a random trip on the train because the train wasn't working, had to get the bus through. The Rangers game it was roasting. It was barbecue weather, I'll describe it as. It was a proper summer's day for that short period where the sun was out and then it got to a usual autumn evening. But I ain't now couldn't have asked for more. My standout really was Moshney. It's the first time I've seen him in person and he's such a, a casual centre half. He reminds me a wee bit of Amaruso not that he hits bullets of free kicks and not that he looks like Amoruso, but the fact that he swaggers about, there was uh, at least once Moshna did a, a wee back heel when there was no need to do it. There was a time he was just in front of our stand and he was facing up to an opposition and he'd done two or three stepovers and his final stepover knocked it out for a throw-in. And yet he was grinning away and we were all cheering. And then obviously he came up right in the, pretty much the last kick of the game and scored a goal win overhead kick. So Moshney was my hero for the afternoon. And you I hope to see more of that. Well, John Daly got four. Oh, that's right. Of course he did. Uh, I think McCulloch got it. Got a goal. Moshney got a goal. 
Hmm. Any of the squad he's got a goal? A little. A goal, there was some... I had own goal. There was a pitch invasion at half-time. Yeah, Aye, so, what's happening with that? Come on, so what's happening with that? It was an unofficial Armed Forces Day. That's the official one's in June, but obviously there's no <laughs> league games taking place at Ibrox end. So yeah. they had the Armed Forces involved. They'd done a, a, what do you call it when you come down? Is it parasail? Abseil. Parasail's when you go and you jump off with a basically a thing with the wings, isn't it? Well, they didn't do that. They abseiled off the top of the stand to give the match ball to the referee for kick-off. And then at half time, they came on the park and stick with me here, Chris. They came mm. on the park and behaved impeccably. They were going around the park, waving to the crowd. There was a, a couple of them uh, jumped over the barrier to get a picture taken, but it was all passing off perfectly. It was exactly how they envisaged it until the, the signal came out for them to, to leave and for the second half to start. And they, they went off the obvious bit in the, the ground, which is the corner of the the broom loan and the main stand, because there's, there's a gap there. And if they went out there, then they'd quite easily get back to their seating, which was in the broom loan. But if they go past, they go for that corner, they go past the, the blue order section, which is the, the boisterous section of Ibrox, we'll call it. <laughs> and it was at that point that they decided, well, why should we be leaving the park so soon when we could stand here and enjoy a wee bounce about and a sing song? <laughs> and that's what they did. Party they, tunes, I, I believe I've got to call them in the forum. Party tunes is a, is a good way of describing it. See, I don't know a lot of the words for Rangers songs. <laughs> Aye, right. No, 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 this is genuine, because I don't sing the songs, so I don't know a lot of the words, so I can't, tell you, I can't tell you what they were singing. But I can tell you that the song, whatever the song is, it's got Bobby Sands in it. That was something. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 so, so I'm sort of reference to the fact he may not be longer be living. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you, you hear mumble, 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 and then they give you the status yeah. of Bobby Sands. To, to be honest, that's the only line I know as well. <laughs> hey, but, see, see when I go to the doctors on Friday to get my ears syringed because I've got a blocked ear. I'm taking you with me. <laughs> if you don't, if you're claiming you don't know the words to any songs, you got no. deaf. Honestly, honestly. I Aye, didn't hear right. the Billy Boys, but there may well be other songs that are banned. And there's, there's talk of YouTube videos out there, but I've not watched it because my thoughts are that I was there. I heard it. I could tell that they were getting a bit boisterous. So I've not watched any of the videos. The guy over the tannoy tried to give them a wee hint to leave, <laughs> as in coming out saying, and give the, give the armed forces a, a round of applause as they leave the park, and still they stayed there. <laughs> Doing the bouncy and whatever. So yeah, there's a lot of people getting upset about it. Uh, the, uh, the armed forces aren't supposed to get political, I think, is, is the major issue here. And uh, some of the things that were being sung were somewhat political, so there's a bit of an issue there. But aye, uh, other people have entered this. Uh, I think Alex Thompson for Channel 4 was one of the, the earliest ones to grab it, and that's it with Wake Scottish Media up to it as well. So... Uh, I think we'll just leave that to them because I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, the, the whole thing's just depressing. It doesn't matter what angle you look at this. Uh, it's just depressing. It's depressing that these guys are on the park and they're singing this stuff. It's depressing that folk are watching YouTube videos and losing the plot over it. It's depressing that, to be honest, it's depressing that Rangers are having these things because I think it's I think it's bordering on being questionable. To be honest, holding these sorts of things, I think they're leaving themselves open. Um, open to situations like that on Saturday and I just, you know, 
the whole thing just, I mean, in this day and age, come on. And that's a shame. Do it, it's, it's, I know, but I know clubs do it, but it's, it's, it's a shame. It's a shame that so much of the good work that the armed forces do is kind of overshadowed to a certain degree by, you know, 20 or 30 people who kind of behave themselves mm-hmm. because it's not a, it's not a full and accurate representation of the armed forces. And that's, that's the bit that really sticks in, sticks in my craw, but that's a wee bit, you know. Again, it's it's the usual. It's the, it's the element of people that kind of behave themselves and right. let everybody else down. It's just thoroughly depressing. The YouTube yeah. video I watched was you could see there was like a long sort of snake basically of people that were uh, parading across the pitch, and it was a quite a quite a sizable number of people. And then mm-hmm. the majority of the video cuts into that one corner next to the the the, the Celtic end, the Bromwell Road end. <laughs> I probably shouldn't call it Celtic end because we feel about object to that. <laughs> it's, where, it's where the Celtic fans used to sit when we played each other. Yes. <laughs> but I went you cut that wee corner and then I, there's a decent sized group, but it's like you're talking like a, a couple dozen people as opposed to the hundreds that were marching across the pitch. So Well they all had to leave that way, Chris. Yeah. So they all passed through uh, that. But, I'm not sure but, but, how many stayed. But there's, there's, was, not many, there's not many there's not that there's not the hundreds stop, uh, stopped stopped. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's we're talking dozens. But listen, that, that could all have been handled much better by, I mean, these guys, <laughs> these guys march for a living, right? Do you know what I mean? That's part of their job. They march and they follow orders. So you tell them to march around the, march around the track and then march straight back off this nonsense where they got to the halfway line and then they seem to just disperse a, a rabble mm-hmm. and making their, making their way to all corners of the stadium. That's, that's well out of order. Rangers are. The Rangers should be getting that right under control and saying, look, middle of the park, Take a wave, march straight back off. Oh, they're going to get in, they're going to get in trouble from their superiors, that's for sure. As they should, like because it's, it's it's a disappointing matter, I think. And yes. like I said, if the, if the issue is that they're, they're politicising themselves, that can be a big issue for the armed forces. Yep. But uh, there's lots of people saying, "Oh, why are the armed forces even at Ibrox?" It's like, who cares? It's, it happens all me, over the country. Exactly. Over I mean, the UK, there's football. Yeah, teams they just give free tickets. There's yeah. uh, free tickets for theatre and so on. It happens all over. It just, for some reason, in this country, it's, a, it's such a big deal. Yeah. When I mean, one see, club does it. Uh, see if you've been to like Disneyland and you've been to SeaWorld in Florida and stuff like that. They make a big uh, thing about the the troops being there as well. I mean, uh, that, uh, if that makes Alan McCoy's the equivalent of Shamu, then. So be it, but, <laughs> but I think the, the problem is Rangers have always had this sort of stereotype of being the, the quintessentially British club and yes. they do everything for Queen exactly and Country like and then that's exactly why the army are there. So exactly. doing this makes them almost a sort of parody of what everybody sees them to be. Yes. So it, it almost, that, that's going to be something that will only excuse. I think it's one of the problems here. But ultimately, if they want to celebrate the armed forces, fine. I'm not a big fan of celebrating the armed forces because I think, A, it's a terrible job that we shouldn't really be celebrating, but we should be recognising that somebody's got to do the terrible job. Mm-hmm. And B, we only ever seem to do it for armed forces. We don't do it for firefighters and doctors and nurses and other people who I would claim to be just as big a heroes because they do horrible jobs and all. And yep. Don't wander around with a gun. It seems to be the, the only difference. I no. And what about the what about the day for the IT professionals? When's that coming? Ah, screw us. the guys who cut the code <laughs> and fix the servers. Come on, that's not an easy job either. Hang on, well, somebody turn the lights off and turn them back on again. <laughs> <laughs> when have I get my free tickets for all the thankless? Thankless times have rebooted things. You know what? <laughs> see if I see if I get a free ticket for Ibrox. I'm not sure I'd go. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, Chris, you'd love it. You'd love it. They've got this new pie. I'm sure I've told you about it. It's a fan's pie. <laughs> it's the I'm, same I'm price, not, the same taste. See, unless it's a steak and chorizo pie, I'm not interested. I need to go to Perth. Oh, I got a tweet. I got a tweet for the guy that I went to the St. Johnson games with, and he tweeted me a picture. The steak and chorizo pie is back on the menu. Yes. I've missed it. Hope it, hope it, hope it stays there. Sounds like cracker. I, t- I tell you what, I'm just about to bust your pie bubble here. Oh, what? Not, not two minutes before we came uh, we came to do a podcast, I was checking Twitter and somebody had completely, by random, tweeted a, a link to a blog. Um, and the title of the blog is Meat-Filled Pastries, A Tour of Pies. Oh. Right? Stick right. with me. And here's a guy who's doing it properly. He's touring what appears to be the Scottish grounds, sampling the pies at each of the grounds and writing a proper blog. And it's your because the last one they did Pie 23, the Motherwell Pie, 2nd of October 2013. <laughs> so get yourself on that, Google it meatfilledpastries.wordpress.com. And I could do can, a guest blog for him. You could do a guest blog, and he'll he's archives, he's done all the way back to September. It gives you everything you need to know about the pies oh. in the Scottish game. Uh, Since you're, you're mentioning pies, I, I thought I'd mention that after the game. I went to the, I'll call it the stadium bar, but it's really the Loudon Tavern. And Chris, you'd, you'd probably like this this bar. Is that another of these places where you don't hear any of these songs being sung? Well, Greg, <laughs> it's actually cleaned up its act, right? See, I'll if we went back four years does. ago, aye, there was a, a lot of songs that were unsavoury. But nowadays, it's it's uh, it's all clean. It's all right, clean it's... nowadays, and I've seen them uh, turn off all the music and warn people there's there's none of that goes on from what I hear when I'm in there but anyway that's not what I was talking about we should talk that up it's had a lack of paint in the last few years because see if you were in it for, like, say four years ago it just looked like a scabby dive now it looks a bit like uh, the painted scabby dive <laughs> no they've decorated it so it looks a bit like the, the main stand at Ibrox you know with the, the green uh, the green no there'll not be green the blue <laughs> crosses I <laughs> The blue crosses that are on the stand. Me and my mate noticed it on the wall. They've got, uh, we are the, in big letters, and then they, they ran out of space and they've got people in wee small letters. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is I couldn't take a picture because it really does stretch the, the length of the bar. So, but it was quite funny. But anyway, that, that wasn't what I was bringing up. I wanted to bring up that I was in there having a pint after the game. And next minute, this tray fully rolls come round, right? Free rolls and ham. So this goes round, and then afterwards, this was the best bit, a tray comes round with free pies. Have you ever been in a pub that's given you free rolls and free pies? No. And with it, that colour scheme. I've had free pies. I've had the, pub, the pub I watch sometimes watch the Scotland games and often have free pies at half-time, but I've never, ever had a free roll and ham and a pie in my life. Well, there you are, Greg. You need to get yourself involved with the Loudon Tavern. Next time I'm at Ibrox, I'm heading straight for a Loudon Tavern. You're very welcome. There's a guy guy next to us. We just had one pint, me and my mate. There's a guy next to us had two rolls, two bottles of cider and a pie in the time (laughs) we had our one pint. This guy was massive. He was loving it even more than I was. Were Were the rolls buttered? Well, see, here's the thing. I was meeting my wife to go out because it was my birthday at the weekend on Monday there so I was meeting my wife to go out on Saturday evening so I couldn't even have a roll I couldn't even have a pie 
What? I know, it's free. It's free. I could have phoned my wife and says, look, see this £40 I was going to spend on you. I'm not going to bother because I've just had a free roll and a free pie. You could have taken a roll and stuck it in your pocket. I could have. <laughs> had it in the train on the way home. <laughs> but I, So I, I, I highly recommend the Loudon Tavern when they, they give the, the free munchies. If where, where were you going for your dinner? You were spending 40 quid. Oh, Jamie's Italian, don't talk. What? Jamie's Italian. Oh, what? No. Oh, no. <laughs> Aye, they reheat their pasta sauce. They couldn't change the sauce. I, I heard you weren't this. impressed. I wanted a, a wee change to the sauce and they wouldn't let me because, oh, it's made in our central kitchen and it's delivered in. Aye, right. Aye. That's frozen. Reheat, Meister. Frozen in a jar. That's, <laughs> that's it. Right, back to the football, Chris. We've got the oh, Adam, I, was, I, I was enjoying Greg's tweety pie. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's still in front of better than Laurie's tweet eye feature I had yeah, briefly on this. I can't, I can't put the tune in, so no, don't ask. No. Don't ask. Right, well, back to football. We had the, the second biggest trophy in Europe behind the Ramsons Cup, and that's the Champions League. And it was Celtic versus Barcelona. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of fear from many thinking that Barcelona is going to trounce Celtic. But see, as a neutral, I'm going to look on and I'm going to say they didn't. I thought Celtic done themselves proud. I thought Celtic matched them yep. pretty much. Not not in possession, but that goes without saying really when you're playing Barcelona. But I thought that they matched them and they were unlucky to lose 1-0. I, th- I thought a draw would have been fair result. I don't think they should have won it, but I thought a draw should have been fair. And well, really it's going to come down to the red card. I think that that's the, the turning point in the game, unfortunately. It's, it's not nice when we have to talk about things like that, but we've all seen it. Scott Brown brings down Neymar in what was described as a good foul. Now, mm. I've said before that that annoys me because uh, it's it's a foul. I, I don't think it should be allowed. I don't think that it should just be a yellow card. Sometimes it should be more severe, but that's another argument. Brought him down, the ref goes for the yellow card, and he actually got it out of his pocket. Mm-hmm. And then Brun, I'm going to call it a kick. I don't know if I'm, I'm going to call it a tap with his foot. A tap with his foot. Yep. Against Neymar's back, and then the referee deemed that to be a red card incident. And I rewound it quite a few times to see because it was quite subtle. It was, I think, the way you could see Brun's foot kind of jar as he went forward. I think you could tell that he meant it, and for me, he meant to kick out. So it's a red card. Right. Enough of this. There was minimal contact. That doesn't matter a jot. Yeah. The, the referee had a great matters. view of it as well. Yep. When you see the camera angle, um, when they're, I think when they're running towards the ball, it's not as clear cut. But when you see the one from behind the ball that the referee's got, it's pretty obvious. The, the only problem I've got with it is, see if you're going to kick out at Neymar, actually kick him. Yeah, game of, I, I said game to Craig this morning, I said, see if you're going to get a red card for kicking somebody, rattle them one. Oh, right. you're Joey Barton. That's, no, that's no, what he's no. like. If you're going to go off, give him a good boot. Right. What I'm saying is, if you're going to do that, actually do it, because he's a wee sweary word. <laughs> he spent most of the night he's going down. Ex- yeah, he spent most of the night going down extremely easily under very little pressure, and he does have history of that because he's seen it when he was at Santos. Scotland fans will remember all too well when Scotland played Brazil. Didn't it? Was it Wembley or the Emirates Stadium? Didn't London? I remember all too well the dive he had for his penalty. Yep, he, he, he is that kind of player, and it really frustrates me because he's clearly got talent, but 
just there's yeah. no need for him to go down that easily. He wasn't only one that night or last night either, because Danny Alves was at it as well. So I'm wondering if there's something going on with the Brazilians at the moment. I think I think it's that kind of league. La Liga's littered with that kind yeah. of thing. The keeper in the Madrid derby was at it as well. It's Aye. almost encouraged. It's almost encouraged in these leagues. It's seen as being yeah. part and parcel of the game. And I think I think that's the difference. I think it's more of a culture shock because generally speaking, we don't tend to get too much of that in the, uh, 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 yeah, in the Scottish leagues. You get players yeah. going down, but you don't get the rolling about holding onto their face and looking like they've been shot, which which yeah. Neymar was certainly guilty of at least two occasions last night. Now, it's difficult for us to, to look on to the, the incident because, I, well, I think that there was contact, right? So I think it's difficult for us to look on and say that Neymar wasn't hurt by it. We can all and we can all presume that he was it was a tap and it didn't hurt and he's cheating by simulating the agony, but we can't say for certain. And I think that's a difficult thing here. Mm-hmm. But, but he was but doing it all I times say, the game. That's what bothered me. Yeah, I would say that, that it's cheating. And I would say I, that it's simulation. Aye. Listen, see see if he doesn't react like that. If he just goes down normally, I don't think Brown's getting sent off. I think his reaction has forced the referee's hand into taking a decision. I think if it's just if he just goes down under the foul, which he which he had done anyway, and just made little or no fact that there was a slight nudge in the back from Brown. I don't think the referee's sending Brown off there. I think the referee's happy just to let that go. But yeah, as soon as he sees him rolling about, grabbing his face, and as soon as you see the Barcelona players round about and pointing and, and grabbing, I, th- I, I, I think that makes the referee's mind up for him. I think that's what contributes. And I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying Scott Brown's blameless, but I think there has been an element of the player assisting and getting them sent off, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. It's, it's funny because I, I, I usually watch La Liga because it tends to be the, the, the league outside Scotland I favour watching I especially watch Barcelona because Barcelona are one of the best teams in the world I don't if they're on the telly I'll put it on nine times out of ten you watch them they'll play some beautiful football and you'll just enjoy the game then occasionally you get the big games Barcelona play in and if they're under a lot of pressure there's certain players in that team, like Danny Alves, like Sergio Busquets, that have a habit of play acting quite quite a lot. And do, it's those big games. Spe- Real Madrid, obviously their big derby over there. That's the one that they too, more than anybody else, tend to be play acting. And they're usually joined by the likes of Pepe and Ronaldo and all the other idiots at Real Madrid that do it. So for them to come to Glasgow and do exactly the same against Celtic, I'm almost taking it as a compliment. Because they must be quite up for Celtic games. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, that's one way to look at it. The, the thing is that they, they were struggling. They were yeah. obviously keeping the ball and doing their tappy-tappy, but they weren't getting anywhere. The, yeah, the mean, incisive pass wasn't there. I think they missed uh, having a striker on there. Now, I know a lot of people will say that uh, Messi wasn't there and they missed him, but I think they just miss a, a traditional striker. Are, um, and maybe someday like uh, Everton's Lukaku... Maybe he would do a, a job for them. Somebody as a, a kind of focal point for them. I reckon, I reckon they sold one in the, in the summer. I think David Villa was a, was a big mistake selling him because I think he was a cracking striker. He got injured for Barcelona. That didn't help matters and he kind of fell out of the team. But, I mean, they've brought... Neymar is a, a decent player and he's got yep. a stupid play acting he could do with it. But I'm not convinced he's better than uh, he's better than a goal scorer than David Villa is. I'm not convinced he's better than Alexis Sanchez who was sitting on the bench last night and came on and created the goal 
for uh, Fabregas. He's, I don't think he's better than Fabregas. He's he's a decent player. Is he worth the money that Barcelona paid for him in summer? I don't think so. I think he's that, not I, a striker. That's the thing no. for me. He's not a he's not a Wait, striker that position? I would want them to play with. Like even I, I don't think Messi's the, the striker that I want them to play with. I think they still need somebody a focal point Aye. for all of this. Because right now there's nothing. Aye, they tried it with Ibrahimovic a few years ago and it didn't work. Because Ibrahimovic yes. is too much a superstar that wants to try and play his way and didn't really fit the Barcelona style. Yeah. David Villa did seem to fit it a bit better. It, it was evident last night at times that it was almost as though they were trying to walk the ball into the net in that, in that final set of 20 yards. Whereas you're right, if they had a target man or somebody who's the focus of the attack, then they don't need to do that. But it was far too many you know, short passes played inside the 18 yard box, which let's face it, Barcelona are famous for doing and doing well. But last night I just felt there was they were they were overthinking it too much. And in the end when the goal did come, it came for a kind of old fashioned cross into the back post and a decent mm-hmm. header. Yeah. And Aye, Ambrose then, bouncing up and down, not really sure what's going on. Aye, Ambrose seemed to get lost. I think that left Fabregas on Mart and you don't really have with Fabregas. He's, 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 it's a decent header into the it's kind of whooped up, uh, whooped up and into the net. So, you know, it's a shame. It's a shame that that Brun got sent off because up until then, I was watching and I maybe mentioned before that I, I'm not a big fan of Brun. I think he's a wee bit of a Ned at times, but I thought Brun was playing superbly. I thought he was he had a job to yep. do and mm-hmm. he was doing it brilliantly. I was as I was watching it, the the word that was coming to mind was that he was a, a nuisance. He was he was running about everywhere. He was pestering every Barcelona player. They weren't getting time in the ball simply because he was there and he had the energy and the tenacity to be up at them, just pestering them, trying to forcing them to get rid of the ball. Yeah. And yeah. I, I thought this was one of the better games that I've seen him play. And then he does that. It's you just know. a shame. Yeah, that's, the statistics would back you up on that. Um, I was it was a tweet from UEFA at half time that said that it was given like this is how far the Celtic players have covered on average this is how far the, the Barcelona players have covered on average it was pretty much a muchness and then it finished it off with Brown at Celtic has covered more than anybody else yeah. so yeah it's exactly what you say he, he was just so busy hassling everybody and yeah, it worked I mean, that's what he does well yeah and it's no coincidence as well when he's been missing from the Scotland squad we've struggled because I yeah. think in games against arguably better opposition you need something like that in the middle of the park to get in players faces to break it up to chase down to Harry to kick and to nudge and he, he does it so well that when he's not in the side and Chris will know better than me for watching Celtic week in week out but when he's not in these sides there's a definite there's a definite um, loss you notice that he's not playing, whereas other players can sometimes switch in and out and you don't notice him. When he's not playing, I think there's there's, there's a real significant loss to the side. But uh, exactly that, because this is the problem Celtic now have, is our midfield has already been struggling for a kind of strength. We do miss Brown when he's not in the midfield. So with him getting sent off against Barcelona, he's going to be suspended for the next match at least. That could be increased to two or even three. Yep. Depending on what UEFA come back with, so he's going to miss one of the double header against Ajax, possibly both, and the home game against Milan. The next three games are crucial for Celtic if they're going to get in out of this Champions League group because we're currently sitting with no points. Ajax have got a single point, Milan have got four, and Barcelona have got six. So we're ex- we're hoping for Barcelona to do their best against Milan and maybe take all six points and just run away with this group now. That would leave Milan in six. If we could get at least four off Ajax. Then get Milan back to uh, Celtic Park and beat them as well. We'd want to seven points suddenly, and Milan could still be sitting in six, and Ajax would be in what two. Yeah. See, for me, I would just be happy being there. 
that's it. It's obviously nice to, to aim for some kind of progression in the tournament, but I think that's the dream group. I think that, that I would be happy with that. Anything else is a bonus. Yeah. Just just having these teams play at Ibrox would be that would be enough for me. See, you, you you say that, but then having seen the way Celtic have played in the two games, yeah, we were a better team yep. than San Siro for eighty minutes. Yeah, we just couldn't finish. We just couldn't get a finishing ball into the box for a striker to put in it, and then we lost two stupid goals against Barcelona. We were holding our own, and I don't think Barcelona were as good as they were last season. Now, whether that's because they didn't have Messi or not, I don't know. But they certainly didn't seem as threatening as they did last season. And yet, again, we couldn't capitalise. Because other than the Brown chance, there was the, the shot from Forrest, which we well saved by Victor Valdez, was arguably what... It was it was easily the best save Victor Valdez had to make all night. It was arguably the best save MD had to make all night. Although you could probably argue about one at the double save for Fraser. Aye, Foster's Foster's double save, I think, was, was great. His second one especially was, was an outstanding stop. I don't Aye, know, I quite liked his third one. Third one as well, got a really good goal. strong arm on it as well, wasn't it? Just to parried, it, it was a good solid... Oof. To get yeah, down but... to save that was a biggie for me. Like It's mm-hmm. not often you see that from a keeper, they often use their feet when it's a shot like that. Yeah, he had a good few saves at the end of the game, which at this point we're going to turn yeah. and try to hang on yeah. to what, uh, hang on to anything, even the 1-0 defeat would have been uh, some hang on to. But, so we're looking at, we were unlucky against East Milan, we were probably unlucky against Barcelona, and now we're looking at a double header against the team who are probably the weakest of our three opponents, or at least on paper. It remains to be seen. On, yeah. Be yeah, who knows? It'll so, be a different prospect for Celtic because yeah. they've went into these last two games thinking, right, we're going to be the underdogs here, and now it's a it's a yeah. big switch. I, I, pressure, I don't know if it's possible. The pressure's definitely been off the last couple of games because it's, it's games that if you lose them, then you're not you've still got other games to make up the difference when it comes to the Ajax doubleheader. These are the two games that Celtic need to be looking at getting, like you're saying, kind of at least four points out of the bag. So these, the pressure level starts to ramp up a wee bit in these games as well. What Celtic need to take from this is they did well against Milan, but they lost, they lost to Barcelona at home in a game where we went down to 10 men. And to be fair, some of their passing wasn't great. So Celtic can play better than that. And they still only lost one 0 with ten men. That, yeah. They should be taking confidence from the, the two games, although they haven't been able to take any points. And you look take at that into the Ajax game and hopefully get something out of them. And you look at Mogaru's chance as well, which I mean, nine times out of ten, he's probably sticking yeah. that ball away in the back of the net. That's almost like a freak header, given that position. So it could well, it could easily have ended one each last night, in which would have yeah. put a completely different slant on the subsequent games as well. You know, they'd exactly. get there with, with, with confidence. Ah, you'd be looking at two teams in four and two and one instead of yep. the way it's set up with six, four, yeah. one and zero. So, but uh, it's it's just hard. It was always going to be hard in this group, but it's still we're still in a chance. So still, if we've got the confidence, we can still get some. I think, mm-hmm. uh, even if it's already Europa League spot in third place, I would be delighted with that because yeah. we're expect as a fourth seed in this group, we're expected to finish bottom. Yeah. The last thing yeah. I want to do is finish bottom and have no points and no goals and all sorts of. Disappointment from this, but it's still a potential that I could happen. Can I move away from the the game a wee bit and mention the co-commentator Derek Ray's co-commentator <laughs> Mickey? <laughs> I think that talking talk the pies. <laughs> <laughs> now, Chris, you were at the game, so, yeah, so I've no I'm, idea what you've been saying. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure if you appreciate how bad Mickey was. Uh, he, he got some of the, the basics very wrong. 
like calling some of the Celtic players incorrectly. Oh. There was an incident by the just in front of the, the dugout. I'm not sure if it was Neymar that went up for a header. I'm not really sure, but anyway, uh, he came down with the Celtic player and the Celtic player seemed to get tangled up in his foot. I don't know if he landed on his leg or what, but he was he was rolling about in agony. And McGee was like, oh, they're coming together with Sam and Ass. When it was quite clearly Mulgrew. <laughs> when, when they went to half time, they, they what they normally do is show if there's a goal or they show the the best chance really, just as they're going to break. Yeah. And the commentator says something like, ah, ah, they're still in this game. I've still got a second half coming up after the break. Oh, McGee was right in there trying to talk over Derek. Oh, and it's, it's a, a Fabregas when he got his yellow card. McGee was mm-hmm. ah, he was he was really late, definite yellow card, and the replay comes on. Ah, he's, ah, he got the ball. Yep. <laughs> he was just rambling. It was almost incoherent at times. Oh, it was like yeah. he'd started saying something, and then rather than just stop, he was just continually going, just heading down a dead end with absolutely no point to make. And you could almost hear Derek Ray squirming beside him in the seat. Yep. A guy that does so much preparation and gets his stuff absolutely spot on mm-hmm. and he's stuck next to this fud who's just talking a lot of rubbish constantly. Yeah, he, he just needs to learn that there was times is when, more. Yes, there was times when there was an offside and I posted a picture of this on the forum and you can see the, the back line, the, the Barca back line and the Celtic attacker, I'm pretty sure it's Forrest, isn't even on the screen. He is that far offside <laughs> and McGee says... It was close. Oh, no. And now, what he doesn't realise, and, and Derek explained this in the podcast, is that they get to see these replays before us often. Mm-hmm. He just needs to hold back <laughs> and just not really commit to Don't something. commit yourself. Yep. Yeah. Just sit back and watch the replay and then because, say, oh, yeah, 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 clearly offside. Yeah, because you're seeing the replay potentially before us as viewers and you're still going to be one step ahead of us. But no, he was just firing in there with his live opinion with, I, without saying this is a, a maybe. He, he was just going in there and uh, wasn't it the right? Thing, the thing is, he's, he's the great Mark McGee. He doesn't need to see a replay. He's Mark McGee. He's got Because he's that good. I'm off to wonder, has Mark McGee been back at Celtic Park since Aberdeen gets scudded 9-0? <laughs> <laughs> that, that should have ended, that. That ended his everything. <laughs> He's got a record on Wikipedia, though, Chris. That backs him up. Oh, that makes him important, man, doesn't it? Yeah. Deary me. So, I uh, hopefully that's the last we'll hear him again doing any sort of cool commentary because it was just, it was toe curling last night. It well, was yeah. it was an egregious display, if I might add that particular term, as, as Craig <laughs> is more than familiar with. <laughs> yep. yep. It's that kind of term that I use on a day to day basis. On a daily basis, oh, almost. That and B. Yep. <laughs> Don't mind me, I'm just Googling that one. <laughs> I had to Google it about six hours ago as well. <laughs> Chris, one of the guys that are upset an email around with that term in it and ah. dear me. I don't know I, what I, he's up to. Keep I got the impression that was an in-joke. Anyway, aye. so I well, um, I, thought, I doubt we'll hear it from either Derek Ray or uh, Mark McGee, fortunately. Well, unfortunately about Derek, because uh, it all comes down to whether uh, ITV pick up the the Celtic game and then STV can do their own stuff afterwards and I don't think they're going to pick up the AC Milan or the X game I'm a big fan of of STV's coverage but last night they were hit with technical issues there was a lot of stuttering pictures 
which I yeah, wasn't too was happy really, about. It was really poor, wasn't it? It was as though somebody was sitting on one of the cables or something. It was really, really shocking. Yeah. I thought, see the half-time stuff as well on the pitch with, with um, John Hartson, I thought that was just a bit, I don't know, that was a struggle as well. I don't think that worked very well either with Ramon. Barbage and these Get other guys. back in the studio with his shoes on. That's what I'm wanting to see. Doesn't it work, man? Doesn't it work? <laughs> right, I think we should move on because we're it's a hundred right. episode and it's going to be about a hundred minutes long. <laughs> the way we're going. Right, we're moving on to the charity bet, the McBookie charity bet. They give us ten pound a week bet that we can put on anything we want as long as it's football related and Scottish football. We can't put it on gymnastics or anything like that then we also get another £10 charity bet which we can put on a first scorer in the lower leagues in Scotland so I thought we'll do the first scorer just now mm-hmm. and then we'll do the the, the, the other £10 bet after we do the predictions and I think that we're going to go for Hopkirk, did we decide that we're going to stick with him? Well, I think we said we're going to stick but who are Adam playing this weekend? Well let me see if I can remember off the top of my head Oh, what? All right. As the BBC says, they're not playing. That can't uh, be right. Ah, uh, must be. That's, I think we should have... It's a full card this. this weekend. You know what it is? I oh. know what it is. You, you've looked up League 2, haven't you? I've seen I've seen it. They're playing Bucky Thistle. In the Scottish Cup, yep. Scottish Cup. Goldfest. Yeah. Oh, actually, go with that. Because, I mean, they're up in... Uh, is Bucky a place? <laughs> it's it's either that or Thistle. Is there somewhere yeah. called Thistle? Uh, Bucky's a place. Uh, well, they're up in Bucky, so that'll be. Uh, just, well, we may as well stick with it. That's what we said we're going to do, so. We've got Why to not? stick. We, we can't keep jumping about because we're jumping about and just getting zero up. Got to stick with this guy. He will score first between now and the end of the season. He has to score first. Right. I think uh, we're going to get pretty poor odds on that against. But we'll, we'll go for it. Aye. I don't know. I think you get threes anyway. First scorer, you're going to get at least three to one, four to one. At least. Aye. We'll go with that then. So that's £10 on Hopkirk to score first in Bucky against Annan in the Scottish Cup. And we'll move on to the predictions in the Premiership. And the first game up, there's quite a few games on Saturday. And the first game up at 3 o'clock, which is a shame it's not on the telly box, is Celtic against Motherwell. And I'm going to go for a home victory. I'm going to go 3-1. Uh, I'll back Celtic, but I'll go 2 1. I'm going to go 1 each. One each. And Grumpy Old Man, he went for 3 1. He copied. Motherwell, 3 1, Motherwell. 3 1, Celtic. Uh, He's Grumpy Old Man ahead of us this week. How's he done it, not? <laughs> <laughs> he got them in early because he realised uh. that last week I've not got the talent to keep up with the, the Twitter predictions and See, talk at the same time. It's up. too difficult. You need a glorious assistant, that's what you're needing. I do. A glamorous assistant, even a glorious assistant. What the hell is a glorious assistant? <laughs> <laughs> glorious assistant would do. I'm trying to think of one of those that appeared, uh, maybe Melanie or Martina. Funhouse. <laughs> one, one of the twins. <laughs> Why one of the twins? Surely you want both. Alright, alright, both then. Yep. I just thought I would get them cheaper if I just hired one of them. Can we not get Rachel Riley off account then? No, she's too busy doing Strictly. Oh. But I could look into that. Aye, look at that. Definitely look into that. I'm sure that one of the twins will be a lot cheaper. <laughs> well, Rachel Riley was for a laugh, so I think she's a good bet. She's good with numbers as well. Aye, exactly. That's, that's it. She's good one for the top. Any five for the I don't know. Aye, don't you like to go Let's move on to that. 
<laughs> right, I'm going to go 2 0 Dundee United. Uh, I would go with that, no. Home win, 3 1. Grumpy old man has copied me again. He's went 2 0 to Dundee United. Surely you you're copying him <laughs> if he's got his in already. Don't ruin the illusion. I've <laughs> <laughs> got Hearts versus St Mirren. I'm going to go 3 0 to Hearts, and that's only because Grumpy's went for the score I would have went, which is 2 1. Uh, I'm going to go with Hearts 1, St Mirren and the referee 1. Tight. Tight home win for Hearts 1-0. Ross County against Aberdeen 2-1. Away victory. Mm, I'm going to say 2-1 home win. Aye, difficult one this. Both sides are up and down a wee bit. Yep. Aberdeen, Aberdeen. Nah, I'm going to go one each. St Johnson against Inverness. I'm going to go 1-0 away victory. I'm going to go 2-0 away victory. Yep, league leaders for me as well. 2-0. Grumpy went 1-0 to Aberdeen in the last game and he's went 1-1 in this game. Then we've got Monday Night Football again and this will be taking place during our podcast next week because we'll be returning oh, to normal. But it's not my birthday next week, Chris, so we'll be back. Can we not just like, postpone the start of the podcast so we can watch the game? We could postpone it until half nine. Aye, I think that's a good bet. We did this at half nine, so... What we'll do is we'll need to see if our live listeners will accept that. We'll, I'll message Grumpy and see if he's happy. <laughs> yeah, play it until half nine. <laughs> right, Partick Thistle against Hibs. I'm going to go one apiece. Uh, I'm going to say two-one Thistle. Two each. And Grumpy's went two-one. Now, out of these... So that, that's the, the predictions done for the Premiership. But out of these, yeah. the only one that jumps out, I think, is the Dundee United against Kilmarnock game, and that's Dundee yeah. United to win. Uh, we all went we Dundee United. Have, <clears throat> yep, and that includes Grumpy. We, we, us three, went for an Inverness away win yeah. against St. Johnson, but Grumpy went 1-1. Yeah. So I think the Dundee United is the obvious one to go right. for. Uh, the Inverness, I think, is a, a bit of a risk, so I'd be willing to look further down the leagues to see if there's anything how jumping out. Jo- how did St. John's go on at the weekend? Uh, they drew with Thistle one each, because it goes yeah, with the predictor. Inverness all the way. 13 to 8, you're getting Inverness. That's good odds, and you're getting just about evens in United. Uh, Inverness coughed him. Let's not make a mistake of leaving Inverness out again, because they, <laughs> they did the business last week. Well, I mean, is there anything else jumps out of you in the other leagues? I mean, I'm not really seeing in. What have we got in the first division? Championship. Cowden Beast, Dundee, Dumbarton, Wraith Rovers, Falkirk, Cooney South, Hamilton, Livingston, Morton. Hamilton. Ah, I'd be worried about picking Hamilton because obviously uh, that big one at the weekend. Hamilton stuttered as well aye. at the weekend. And I watched Livingston last week and Livingston are uh, no bad. I think, they're, they're getting they're, going. I think they're in a false position. They've got a, a, quite a tidy midfield. Other than that, I, I can't see anything jumping out. I don't want to touch Rangers against Ayr. Uh, Dunfermline at Forfa. Maybe. Dunfermline are starting to get going as well. Forfa are sitting bottom of that division. That's the only other one I can I consider. Yeah. We'll just stick with Dundee United and Furness. Certainly Dundee United and Furness will do their business. Got to be. I'm fine, I'm up with that. I've got 2-0 for both of them, so... Right, so Dundee United are 45, Inverness are 13 to 8, and putting £10 on that works out at £47.25. 
Thirteen eight is a great price mm-hmm. in Inverness on the league leaders. I that think, is, I, I think that that's is. a steal. I know that it might them apart, but still, that's a that's a steal. Yeah. Right, a so that's a ten pound free charity bet from McBookie, the good guys at McBookie that have been with us for quite a wee while now, and as I say, they're good guys. So there was there's no uh, Premiership games at the weekend, but Rangers are playing air on Sunday. Lunchtime kickoff on Sky Sports 4, so I'll probably be watching that. Oh, no, in the telly. Right. Who's got the the Monday night game? Is that BT Sport again? BT 1, yep. Yeah, uh, the free BT Sport channel that's subsidised by the 6.5% price increase in the BT broadband do you know, prices. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what we should do? We should, um, we should ditch tenants as the unofficial sponsor of this podcast, given that they've um, they failed to come up with the goods and we should be pumping BT Sport big time as the second uh, sponsor of the podcast so I can get to watch football on the telly, get some free subscriptions because I've not got well, it on the TV. So I think well, I think if we get BT Sport involved, look at, look at the links we've got with Derek. Derek must be able to swing a couple of free subscriptions <laughs> to this channel. Easy. Right, definitely get that in his locker. Greg, I think I should give a bit of background to this. So I often mention tenants on the, the podcast and I'm having our canny tenants just now. I don't know if you can tell, but uh, I decided to contact tenants and say, look, I'm a, this is a, a big deal here. We're a, a, a podcast. We're coming up to our hundredth episode. Now, how about you send us free tenants and I'll mention you. Now I didn't tell them that I mentioned them anyway, and I'll continue to drink their drink, but I thought, right, I'll see what I can get from them. <sighs> right. So they replied to me. And he says, I trust you will appreciate that large companies like CNC, that's uh, the company that owns tenants, receive frequent requests of this nature on a daily basis. And and that unfortunately, due to budget constraints, we're unable to support every good one such as yours. Oh, it's the likest. That's that's, 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 that's an endorsement. It's not a sponsorship, but they've said we're good. A good podcast. They receive requests from podcasts on a daily basis <laughs> and due to budget constraints they can't afford the the case of tenants per month or whatever I was asking for they can't do it F- faceless corporate scumbags <laughs> whose lager tastes like liquid sick <laughs> you're, so you're taking they, it too far Greg I'm drinking a free, can now they can take the free case and they can shove it to be honest, the last time I had the last time I had tenants that tasted like liquid sick, but then it yes. wasn't a way back up. Morgan. Anyway, oh, I, I love tenants. BT Sport for the one. Forget tenants; they've been ditched. BT Sport, uh, our good friend Derek Ray, get us sorted out. Some free subscriptions. We'll be laughing. Right, that's I get that's on what it. We'll do. Sponsored by BT Sport. Correct. <laughs> I've already got the free channel, so I don't know how it's going to work for me, Greg. But we might be able to get you. Get me one. Just get me one. Aye, I'm alright because I've, I've got me. So. You've yeah, got yours as well. So, this is really just going to benefit Greg. Yep. Just looking for one subscription. Derek could be able to sort that, no problem. Couple of emails, no problem. It's for research purposes, of course. Greg, Greg needs to have seen these games. Especially exactly. if I've played a Monday night, the same night exactly. as the podcast. Exactly. exactly. I'm going to look like an idiot next week when you two are talking about the game, and I'm going to be like, mm, I was watching Coronation Street. <laughs> <laughs> come on, Derek, don't let us down. Aye, aye. But did I mention that I asked Derek to see if he could come on tonight? But unfortunately, because of the Celtic game, he couldn't. Ah, he's got a real job. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a real job, and then he's got travelling to do, and 
Aye. So that was unfortunate. I also tried to get a special guest, Laurie, involved, but he's having issues with his brother. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing is, it actually sounds like I'm making this up, but no, he replied back saying he's having issues with his broadband. Replied but, back via email. <laughs> what thing issues? he did say, well, he just says that it's, it's performance issues. So it's just, it says, it's going to be a question of what's going to happen first. Is Laurie going to get on this podcast or are Hearts going to have a decent referee? Well, here's the thing he's booked, he's officially booked for next week. Is oh, this Monday night? An exclusive. He's staying at his parents, who apparently have broadband. Oh, right. band. There we go. So he's going to be on next week. Why is he staying at his good. parents? I don't, I don't know. He's making a trip special. I don't know. Well, Hearts are the Hamish at morning on a Saturday, so I could understand him staying at the weekend, but still there on the Monday. Oh, I don't know. Maybe he's committed to appearing on the podcast. Ah, it's a, a special journey just special for special trip just for a podcast although I, if he could make a hundredth episode he's going to make the hundredth that's it it's a hundredth episode and Laurie was probably he was the one that mentioned it to me in the first place the podcast it was him that asked if I fancied doing a podcast for Scottish Football Forums and I had I'd thought about it but I just never really had the guts to go ahead because I'm a bit of a shy guy I'm not really into public <laughs> speaking so, the episode one of the podcast, I'd done a few hours of preparation for it, and because I was nervous before it, because as I say, I'm not used to public speaking, and I'll count being on the podcast public speaking since, well, considering I'm talking to myself in my kitchen, but anyway, <laughs> I, I, had, I had quite a lot to drink, and I think it was fairly obvious. I've got my introduction, just a, a posted a, a wee a wee small snippet that I'm going to put at the end of this podcast of me introducing it. And I, I, I sound different. I sound like I'm talking, I'm trying to be posh, <laughs> which doesn't work for me because I'm definitely not. And during my the first five minutes of that podcast, I mentioned Langfield. He had a serious illness. He had the, the seizure. Mm, and I described it as a seizure. <laughs> so it's a, a slightly And it's been doing home for then. I had a, I had a salad and he missed some games because of that. <laughs> so I, the first episode was me, Laurie, and Scott from the footyblog.net slash, I think it's full-time films now. Yep. Uh, episode two ha, was the introduction of the intro tune, and we still use that. That was Laurie got us that. I had a look to see when the two of you both made your debuts, and Greg made his debut in episode nine. In the first nine? Blimey. Episode 9. Chris, you were episode 18. There we go. See, Chris, you were a bit of an interesting one because you were a listener before you came on. Which is, I don't know, I I still think that that's a bit bit of a strange one that you were listening and then you managed to get involved and now you're you're part, you are the team, you are the podcast. (laughs) Regardful. She used to do with me. No, you're, no, no. You're no. the only one that does any preparation. <laughs> because me and this Bob Ag don't even watch the highlights most weeks. Oh, <laughs> hey, I do my agenda. I've still got a hello at the start and bye at the end. Aye, and it's all copy and paste for last week's. <laughs> you, you know, we're, we're going to need the explicit tag now that uh, Greg's used the, uh, the term no, Bob Ag. Uh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Drop the, uh, <laughs> the B word. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I, I'm disappointed now because I could have called Neymar all sorts of names, but the moment's gone. You know, 
I was thinking about uh, the, the Barca game earlier today and I was thinking, how am I going to say that Barca were fanning about the edge of the box without <laughs> swearing? But now Greg's opened the floodgate, so I'm going to have to tick oh. the box. So you can F and Jeff, Chris, we've got a couple of minutes left. We can nah, F Jeff. There's no point. At the moment's gone. Don't worry, so, Greg. Chris. You've been on 51 times. What? 51 times. There we go, just over half. Chris, you've been 65 times. There you go. I came on and never went half again. That's pretty much what that says. Ah, you must have a pretty good consecutive run. Mine will be dotted about. Aye. And then I've been on for the hundred of them. Oh. Bored everybody. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to mention probably a milestone in the, the podcast was when we got Derek involved and he came on the, the podcast and Chris and I probably both sat in awe and I don't know where Chris, where you sit. I'm in my kitchen. But you're probably I'm in, in my office. An <laughs> 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 office. Oh, I saw Derek came on and I just sat in awe because he, he didn't humble and bumble like I do. He just came on and he had the stats at his fingertips. He probably didn't prepare. It was in his head. Right. I, I I just remember that week listening to that, being so glad I wasn't on it. And I listened to it back, I thought, oh, thank goodness I wasn't involved in that. How embarrassing. <laughs> well, I tell you what, it was the easiest podcast to do because you could just sit and listen to him t- uh, telling his stories for ages. Yep. Yeah, that could easily have been well over an hour. With, yep. uh, you could have doubled, tripled the time yeah. listening to him. Absolutely brilliant. It's probably the, the highlight of doing this podcast for me. Was, sitting up. Yep. was, it Juvent- was that about the time Celtic playing Juventus? Because you started yep. talking about the Italian football stories. and you- That alone, you could be its own podcast. I, I, I tried to say something like, <laughs> uh, the Juventus stadium is on the, on the, the site of the Del Alpe. And then Derek steps in and comes in with all the stats about who owns the stadium. And then Scoogey. talks about Pirlo and yeah. Exactly, Craig. He was. No, back on. Been too long. I could do a week off as well. So come on, Derek. Right, get a subscription. I'll, get back on. I'll go. <laughs> what I'll do is I'll ask him back on first before asking aye, him to get aye, a aye, subscription. Aye. Put, put him on the spot, right? Once you get him on, <laughs> put him on the spot and see. I need a subscription. For PT. <laughs> right, and because it's a hundredth episode, I thought I would be cheesy and do a wee thank you at the end because I want to thank Hazy Boy that used to be a member of Scottish <laughs> Football Forums before he was banned. And I want to thank him because he sent me a private message after hearing the podcast and he told me that it's not getting any better and that I should just give up. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so a thank you to him. And on a serious note, thanks to Steve McLeod for probably being the first to compliment the podcast. <laughs> and, well, he emailed me out of the blue complimented me on it and he probably didn't realise it but that did I did appreciate that a lot because in the early days I was shitting it and I had to drink quite a lot and there was times I forgot see the next morning I would have to write up what we discussed and I'd forget because I'd drunk so much but I so his comments mattered so I wanted to thank him on a serious note and it, that's really all I wanted to say about the 100th podcast is there anything you want to put in Greg or Chris I, I, I just um, I just remember back to the first time I was on it and I remember how nervous I was about mm-hmm. doing this, I think. And now, you know, 50 episodes down the line having done it, it's just um, it's kind of weird because I don't even give it a second thought that somebody else might be listening to this. But that's that's my overriding memory of this, that first night being absolutely bricking myself about talking into thin air, whereas now it just seems like second nature. So, yep, 100 down, another 
umpteen hundred to go, no doubt. It's just a chat. That's yeah. that's what it's yeah. all, I always that's wanted that. it to be. A chat, just like we would have if we sat in the office or the pub or whatever. Well, that's the thing. See, until you've done it, you don't realise that's what it is. It still just sounds like it's professional, and it's not really. This is anything but professional. I don't know if I sound professional. I can't even do the introduction. My introductions are terrible. I really do bumble through the simplest of, hello and welcome to the Scottish (laughs) Football Forums podcast. I can't say that. I overthink it. I think that's my problem. I prepare for this because I watch the games and I make me notes and stuff, and then I still bumble my way through the, the roundup and... (laughs) <laughs> the, the war league round up or whatever it was I called it earlier and that's, that's I, we should get a proper sports reporter on this we, I mean, we should get like Derek Lee back on or we should try and get Alison Robbie back on well, stuff I think the groundwork was done with Alison Robbie Chris and I mentioned it on Twitter I think I think we should get her on I think I think we should say look listen in hear the level we're at we are pros <laughs> get involved and they come up with a good excuse for something else you're doing on a Monday night. Oh, no, I've got uh, Ireland to do Monday night. I've got uh, something else. <laughs> <laughs> well, she seems to be pretty good at getting to Ibrox and Celtic Park for games. So They tend to be played on a, a Saturday or a Sunday, so she might be free on a, on a Monday night. You never know. Right, I'll ask her and we'll branch out and we'll, well, I'll see if I can get Michael Douglas involved as well, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> As long right. as he's not listening to last week's. <laughs> he's not going to be happy. Catherine Zeta-Jones would be worse. Right, but, but thanks to everyone who's listened, and especially if you've listened from the, the first episode onwards, when, <laughs> frankly, I was rank. If you've listened from the first episode onwards, switch this off, go and do something else with your life. Come on, it's just not th- worth it. Just think, if this is an hour long every week... I've- more or less. <laughs> That's a hundred hours worth of listening. Yep. I've got them Four all on my days, PC. days, you're never getting back. Is, there any, is uh, there any truth in the rumour you're releasing a limited edition DVD with all the podcasts on it? I could do. And a collector's sleeve. I could put them on tapes, but it would take me a while. A forward <laughs> fade. Tapes. A forward That's a lot of C90s. A forward to Steve McLeod on it. <laughs> we could see, we could see if we could get that. We've got, a, I've got a recording of Derek saying, "Welcome to the Scottish Football <laughs> Forums podcast." Could play that at the start. But yeah, aye. So if you're not on the forum, get involved. Forums.scottishfootballforums.co.uk. Get the URL correct this week. <laughs> and that's us, I think, for the hundredth podcast. I've had a drink tonight. I think I'll go back to being sober next week. We'll go back to an hour next week, you know. Enjoyed yeah, it. I've we'll, we'll managed to fit this in uh, slightly over an hour. <laughs> so magic, magic button will take out some gaps and it'll be still slightly over an hour. <laughs> the magic button. Right. Definitely is magic. Right. But thanks, guys, for coming on. And well, thanks for doing 10 in a row, all three of us. Here we go. <sighs> right. Cheers in, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Happy week. Yep, Hello and welcome to the very first Scottish Football Forums podcast. How are you, Greg? Yeah, not too bad. Sitting here um, ready for my first SFF podcast and um, rearing to go. And this week we're joined by a special guest, Chris. Hello, Chris. Hi, Greg. Hi, Laurie. Hello. All right, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. 